Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. I'm your host, the fairy coin mother, Sinquanta Cox-Smith of www.sinquantacoxsmith.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, episode 207. This is your girl, Sinquanta Cox-Smith of www.sinquantacoxsmith.com. Smile for me. As of right now, I am in the swing of things with my new YouTube series, Ways to Make Money Selling in 2024. I hope you guys are tuning in every day to that. I work really hard to make sure I got all of these videos up and then put a, a lot of energy into making sure that this was something that I completed. And that is basically what I want to talk about today. A lot of times we don't fully get to see people take accountability for things. A lot of people try to make excuses or gloss over just things in general. So today I want to talk about what happens when I take accountability for my life, my business, my personal life, and just things that I thought that should be going better. But when I really do some deep soul searching, I realize that, you know what? you really dropped the ball. But as we go even deeper, I want to look at it as far as me coming from a place of learning and unlearning more stuff in my adulthood. I can tell you that the 30s have really been throwing me for a loop, teaching me a lot about myself and a lot of realization of, oh, dang, now I shouldn't put so much pressure on this person because I'm actually going through this now or now I'm seeing like, oh, wow, that's wow. Because <laughs> we say everything's wow right now. So let's go ahead and jump in the three things. I think I said personal, business, and just self. I have gone through lots of traumas that I did not identify as trauma in the beginning. I did not realize that it shaped me in a way. One of the earliest signs of death that I can remember, which has shaped the way I grieve, was being in the third grade and being waking up in the middle of the night because my grandmom died, okay? So she died at home under hospice care. And when we got there, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the black community. Basically, when we got there, she was on her hospital bed in the living room. Lots of people at the home, just people coming to pray for us, people who were close to her, neighbors, and then of course the coroner and the hearse that comes to pick them up, ambulance, what, all that. But I literally walked into my grandmother's house, into her living room, and she was lying deceased on a hospital bed. And I know people may think this is normal in the black community, this is just what happens, how we grieve or how we send people on. 
but my third grade self, what, how old was I? Maybe nine or 10? Constantly seeing people come by and covering her face. And at one point I was sitting directly behind her. And I remember someone coming in to view the body. And after sitting there staring at my grandmother, I covered her face. And I don't think I ever recovered from that. Recovered from that. And that was like the catalyst of what death was. And then it was followed by, of course, nights of setting ups and eating and food and people cooking and gathering and laughing. But honestly, how could you truly at that age understand what was happening? You got to see all of your cousins. I pretty much am certain that I slept through most of the funeral. And then from then on, it was just like consistent. The next, like maybe the next couple of deaths, an aunt, a grand uncle, my other grandma passing almost, let's see, maybe almost 10 years later. No, because my grandma died, I was like 98, 90. No, that was like 92 or 94. So yeah, almost a decade later, my last living grandparent passed away after having strokes from diabetes. And similar to the situation, I started to dislike hospitals, seeing people diagnosed with cancer or our friends being hospitalized. I started to dislike the hospital. I didn't want to go see people in the hospital. It really, it, it just did not sit right with me. It's like, you in the hospital, something's going to happen to you. And yes, there were di different deaths that happened in between that time. But the matriarch, both of my families passing away really took a toll on me. And I'm sure it took a toll on a lot of our family members because things were just never the same after that. Seeing my last living grandparent deceased in a hospital bed at a hospital, yeah. And I always felt really guilty and then somewhat sad because she died the day after my birthday. So just imagine, I didn't want to go to the hospital the night of my birthday because I wanted to go to the skating ring and then to find out my grandma died the next day, some type of guilt because I feel like maybe I should have seen her but I had already gone a few times so yeah so that's just like things like that it's just sometimes that shit just don't sit right with you and I think all of that on top of other people passing away going to all these different funerals made me not take my kids to funerals at a young age to this day my kids have my son is a senior and the only reason he's been to a funeral at this point is because he does help out at the church to record. So he's not there because he has any emotional true ties to that person. He's there working. To me, that's different. He's not actively sitting there grieving that person. And yeah, I have not let my kids go to funerals because of my own trauma. And at that point, I did not understand that it became a trauma because it put me numb to grief numb to people dying i am very awkward with death with one i don't know what to say i don't know what to do i don't know how to approach people because 
it makes me uncomfortable now. It's, it's something I don't want to talk about. I'm not afraid of it, but it's just so much death brings so much trauma. And it's to the point where, okay, okay, somebody else going to die this year. And, and it's just, it shouldn't be like that. But because of what I've experienced for so long, it's come to be expected. And yeah, that's, that's not good at all. <laughs> but of course, therapy. Always in therapy, always learning, always working through it, always understanding how my brain works and what I can do better. I didn't mean to talk that long about personal and grieving and things like that, but I've also had different traumas that just make me different in that way. And even with now understanding how old my parents were when they had me, and then seeing how old I was when I had my kids, but also realizing that my parents are, my mom is the baby of the family. My dad is the youngest of two boys, but he is the seventh child of almost dang on, what, 13, 14? It's a lot of them. Same with my mom. She's like the baby of 12 or 11. And it makes sense on when you're the youngest or you can count on your sisters. And then when those two type of people get together, it's really a learning experience because one, you have two people who've always had somebody take care of you and now you have to take care of people. So you're truly learning that. Now me being the oldest child and me having cousins who've had babies, who I've been around, I had some type of footing, right? Me being the oldest child, I had a lot of responsibility. I had a job. I got a car. I was responsible for taking my sister to school and some days picking her up. So therefore, mothering and nurturing came a little bit easier for me because I hadn't been around that. But now I'm looking back at it like, damn, my parents really didn't have that little jump start they like jumped in head first and it was like okay we're gonna do what we can do and now i understand because i'm always asking my kids like give me grace you guys are always changing you're growing you're changing and i'm pretty much grown so while you are changing there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of just different things with you and, and that i have to relearn i have to get to know um, my new growing child every month so I always tell them give me grace because it's always a a change or there's always a learning curve when you're not into this anymore and now we're getting reacquainted and people are like I know my child I know my child patterns and behaviors but I don't know everything my child is into because that often changes and as a child and going into young adulthood it's good for us to embrace that change and help them see that anything is possible, that they don't have to stay one way. And I think that is a good way to kind of balance that out. Now, just a little bit over to business because I don't want to keep you guys long. One of the biggest things that I have come to realize is that I have always been ahead of my time and I have a whole podcast episode on it about achieving success early so many things that comes with like Amazon affiliate that everybody is currently now like engaging in and talking about getting excited about 
And honestly, I've been on Amazon affiliate since 2013. And I try to teach people how to do it, even with like cashback rebates. Rubaton, they changed the name from, it was something else uh, before that. But just even like certain like stuff like that, even with print on demand, trying to teach people early on, even with the journals, as soon as I learned about it, trying to teach people early on. And now there's people who are making more money than me doing the same things and at one point I used to be like damn why did like why didn't no one listen when I was telling them and then one day I sat down and I was like duh because you didn't commit to it and this is where I say let me take accountability you didn't commit 100% to it you didn't stick to the same thing you didn't consistently show up and show us this one thing. After a couple of months or a year or so, you pivot so quickly that we forgot you also do this. I never positioned myself as an expert in Amazon affiliate. I never positioned myself as an expert completely, maybe 75, 50% with the journal. I have definitely 100% Com committed to the print-on-demand journey, but even with that, I've slowed down. So how can I get upset that people are now making more money than me when I didn't commit to the cause? I didn't commit to see it through to the finish line to make the impact and to be noted as an expert in what I wanted. So I had to take accountability and say, I dropped the ball. How can someone follow me if I'm not consistent? And we preach, we can do many things, but are we truly leveraging the many things? If I talk about one thing for three years and never mention the other things, and I think that's where my downfall came from. I should have collectively continued to keep all the things at the forefront, even if that was separating each of the side hustles each month, but always reverting them back to this one thing, always reverting them back. So I could be talking about journals and I could be talking about print on demand and I could always revert back to, but also put your journals in your books on your Amazon affiliate storefront and promote it from there so that you double dip. I know this, I've talked about it a few times, but if I was consistent with it, it the outcome would have been different. I came to the realization that there is no excuse. I dropped the ball, I wasn't consistent, and I didn't do my part to leverage whatever engagement or um, audience I had at the time to continue to be successful. I let some setbacks put me in a deep dark hole that I am still trying to find my way out of. It's, it was no longer about money a long time ago. It's always been about helping people. The money is always just the perk to take care of my family. And this is what accountability looks like. This is what peace looks like. And this is what um, therapy and healing looks like.
Now, I want you to take a look at yourself and think about something that you truly need to hold yourself accountable for. And this is not about con is this not about criticizing yourself or putting yourself down. It's really about being real and having a real ass conversation with yourself about what you need to be accountable for. If it's accountability and friendships, relationships, family, your job, your children. Cause yeah, I don't think y'all wanna get into that. Accountability for things that you've done that affect your children. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode, okay? So we all try to do our best, but when consequences happen for choices we make, we definitely got to take accountability. And we're grown. We're not getting younger. We're going forward. And at the state of the world, what it is right now, we need more people to take accountability. All right? And don't be no punk bitch. This episode went longer than I thought, but I hope you guys truly enjoy it. I hope you feel what I'm saying. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and join the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag Coins and Connections. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Cinquanta Cox Smith and at Coins and Connections. You can shop all merch at www.coinsandconnections.com. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.